online service. My name is Alex Hershey. I am the pastor of the branches and I'm glad that you're here right now. So as we jump into the sermon this morning, go grab your favorite drink. This is my favorite coffee mug. John Wesley, we look just alike. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway, but uh, grab your favorite drink, take a sip and listen. I'm so glad that you are watching or listening right now. I encourage you to subscribe to the branches YouTube channel or follow us on our podcast. You can find that on any major podcast. Uh, and uh, we are the branches and thank you for taking time to learn more about God when we take time to learn more about God we realize who God is calling us to become this is the business of transformation I love this season that we're in right now called the season of Lent which is preparing us for the celebration of Easter it's a time where we make room for God in our lives and as we do that we're in the midst of a sermon series called the journey toward redemption, the journey to redemption, which is a beautiful thing to be redeemed by God, to be bought of our sins so that we can be made new in Jesus Christ. This is so important. Recently, I heard a quote from Christine Kane, and she said, sometimes people with the worst past have the best future. God never cast people aside. So today, if you are listening right now and you think there's no way God would want to use me for something, let me just let you, let you hear this. God definitely wants you to be part of his plan as he moves forward. If you're saying, I just, I've just been tired, God wants to use you. If you just say, I'm not sure what is next for me or what I can do more, let me just say this. Open your eyes and open your heart and your life to God. Because our God is one who redeems us. Our God is one who wants to allow for us to be made new in all that we do. So I'm excited as we jump in. So would you pray with me as we journey through the book of Ruth together and we are on the journey to redemption. Would you pray with me? Oh God, you are good and your love surrounds us. That you can take us from what we can feel to be our worst moments and that you can turn them into something that is more beautiful than what we could ever imagine. You are a God who redeems us and restores us. You are a God who says we don't have to stay in our sins, but that we can live life abundantly. So right now, whatever is troubling us, we lay it down at your feet. We want to allow for our hearts to have space to hear you right now as we listen. God, we pray that we can hear from you in this moment. In your name we pray. Amen. When we first moved to this area that we currently live in to start the branches, I I, I'm just going to be honest, I really wasn't sure what I was doing. I just was following my call from God and, and going to a place that I was unfamiliar with, with my family, to begin uh, a church so that we can share the love of Christ with other people. I really didn't get the training on how to do that until um, maybe five months into being on the ground. Not ideal. And all of making sure that what was right or what was wrong, whatever, I can laugh about it now, but in that moment I felt lost and unsure of myself. The one thing though that I did do, I would take time to listen to God and then just to be honest, I just went and I went to work. 
I just went to work. I, I wasn't sure what it would look like, I would, but I started meeting people, having coffee with people, but I just started going. And uh, today, uh, as we look at the second chapter of Ruth, I believe that we see this beautiful story become to this point where uh, two women just feel lost. They feel lost and they feel uh, confused of what is it that they are supposed to do. Two women who are widows, who have no money, and who have no family outside of themselves. And they go back to a town where one is now a foreigner and the other goes back knowing people but is ashamed of what has happened to her. So we pick up this story. We pick up this story of Ruth and Naomi traveling back to Bethlehem, having lost everything, and now here we go. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you've, if you've missed the first two sermons of this sermon series, I encourage you to go back and listen to them, but stay here with me for a little bit. So we hear this start in Ruth chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, and it says this, And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Ameliach. <laughs> so here we see this story, and I, where I relate to it is they were there, they came back, they, they were ready to do something, but they had, didn't know what to do. They didn't have the training on how to be a widow, right? They didn't know what was next. But you see, Ruth, all of a sudden, she just says, let me just go to work. I love how Ruth operates here. She shows her faithfulness, and, and she also shows that she's respectful, and that she shows that she is diligent here, and she just goes for it. Ruth didn't know what to do, but she knew that they needed to eat. And so she just went out to a field where she could get some food so that her and Naomi could have some food. The thing is, is that when she went to work, all of a sudden she caught the eye of the owner of the field. He took notice of her and he realized who it was and he recognized and respected her reputation to come back with her mother-in-law, to be able to not abandon her, but to stick with her. So then Boaz says this about Ruth. He says, so Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the fields where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whatever, whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. You know, this is a powerful statement for Boaz to give to Ruth, mainly because uh, gleaning was a common thing, which is they, you'd have the professional harvesters that would go through the fields and they would gather all of the grain and they would put it up, but there would be some grain that would fall to the ground. And if you were a, a good owner of a field, you would allow for those who were poor to come behind and pick that up. They could have the remainder, the leftovers. And that's what Ruth was doing here. And Boaz takes notice of her. And he says, he, in, in essence, what he's saying here is, I want you to walk with my women that are also collecting the harvest so that you can gain as much as they can. And then he wants her to be, feel that she is safe so she's not taken advantage by other people who could come in and harm her. This is, this is a, a beautiful thing that's really beginning to take place. 
Uh, it's a very unique moment. Uh, Boaz is checking in on his workers and Boaz is making sure everything is going well. And then he notices this widow in his field and he takes care of her. This passage that I begin to recognize here begins to show us that this man Boaz, this new character that's introduced to us in the story, is a, is a man who is filled with righteousness and a man who walks in the ways of God. Previous in this chapter, we see that he addresses his workers by just simply saying, uh, Lord be with you, and his workers respond to him with the Lord bless you. God is primary in his life, and we begin to see that his character radiates the love of God as well. But this all began to happen because Ruth chose not to just stay at home, but she took action. This is a sequence that we find in this story, but I believe this is something that we also begin to realize in our lives, is that we need to go and not just sit on our hands and wait you know, some people have had great theological debates about how did Ruth know to go to that field? Of all the fields in Bethlehem, of all the harvests that were taking place, why did she end up in that field? I just want to say something really quick. Uh, did Naomi tip her off to which field? Who knows? Did, did she just go to the biggest? Who knows? But I have witnessed in my life many people who have had hardships. And I've been able to see that in the midst of those hardships that God acts in the midst of those moments. I have watched God move and I have seen miracles take place. And one of the things that I have realized is often the miracle is in the timing. And I believe that God places us where we need to be. I truly believe that in this moment for Ruth, Ruth ended up being in the right place by God's design. God's providence was at work. Absolutely. God designs for you and me to be in the right places where we need to be. And often we begin to see that the miracle is in the timing. This is the beauty of Ruth just getting up and going. This diligent thing. And she encounters this man named Boaz. Now, Boaz was this righteous person, and he was filled with character. And, and I think for us, this is sometimes something that is forgotten. But I want to remind us that in, in the book of Ruth, it's a really powerful book because in this book, what we begin to see, which can make it unique to other books, is that it is, it is the, the people in this story, they make the right decisions. They do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. They don't try to become God and they don't try to deceive God, but they try to just live righteously and live for God. This is a good reminder for you and me. We can live holy lives. We can live lives in following Christ. Boaz is one of these examples in the Bible. That he stands out because he is righteous. And he stands out because he is filled with character. So let's look at some of these characteristics that Boaz has and see how they can apply to our lives as we move forward. This is an important thing because I believe that we live in a time right now where we often say character is not as important as some other things. And I believe always with God, our character matters. 
Our character matters. God has created you to be holy, and he wants you to be holy. And if you are holy, you will have solid character in all that you do. The first characteristic that I want us to look at about Boaz is this. He was generous. He was generous in his life. He made sure that he was not just saving for himself, but that he was blessing others. This is the thing. Boaz was uh, well-to-do in the community, had finances, and was well thought of. He had everything going, and he could have secluded himself and just built up his personal empire. But what we see in how he treats his employees, how he allows for poor to glean in his fields, how he lets even someone he just met to drink from his well, from his water jugs, this means he is a generous per person. He does not keep his blessings to himself, but rather he shares his blessings with those around him. This is an important thing for us to be reminded as we are followers of God, as we pursue living like Christ, we recognize that generosity has to be that characteristic for us. And being a righteous person, we are generous. And so we have to check our hearts. Do we get more upset about uh, someone coming in behind and taking up our scraps and saying that's for us? Or are we more generous and saying, this is too much for me. Let me give it away. I remember my first time going to a third world country. I had visited my sister who was working in Honduras. And we went out to eat with a group of uh, the other uh, English-speaking teachers. And uh, afterwards, I noticed that all of the teachers who had been there uh, for a while took made sure not to eat all of their food on their plate. And as I watched all of these teachers do this, as I finished my plate, because that's what my mother told me to do when I was a kid, but I watched all of them take their leftovers. And as they walked out of the restaurant, they began to just hand their leftovers to the people who were standing outside who were in need of food. You know, and that's for all of us to be reminded of. That generous spirit is something that we can learn to have if we don't have it already, but it can be something that can just be a natural rhythm without being spoken. It can just be part of our daily lives. Boaz had that. The next thing that I want us to look at is that, and it goes right into this next thing, is that Boaz was one who made sure to care for the poor. And what I want us to recognize here is that he was gracious. We talked about his generosity, but he was gracious. He didn't expect anything in return. He was, he was just making things available for them. You know, uh, he, he was one who was able to make sure that Ruth could just show up. He didn't have to fill out a form, didn't have to say, didn't have to give an ID, didn't have to do all this stuff. He was gracious to the poor. He didn't say, where did you come from or why are they there? No, he was gracious. Sometimes we can forget this and, and caring for those who are in need. Sometimes we just need to be gracious with those who are in need. They just need to experience that. Why should someone go hungry in a world that has many of food? Let us be gracious like Boaz is. This is a teaching that often we can uh, forget, but Jesus made sure in his earthly ministry that he took care of the poor time and time again. It ranked so high. Boaz understood this as a child of God, that he needed to be someone who was generous, 
but also someone who cared for the poor with grace. Important. The third thing, third characteristic that we find here from Boaz is that Boaz is a man filled with integrity. He is respected in the community and not respected because he has wealth, but he is respected in how he lives his life. He is looked at as a leader and one who cares for the best interest of those around them. What we find in just this simple passage in chapter 2 as we are introduced to him is that he is kind. Integrity leads to kindness. In, in my life, I have come across many different kinds of people. And the thing that helps me recognize integrity, if they're a person of integrity, is if they are kind to me. And I'm not just trying to be like, I want you to be kind to me. No, I recognize that if I just walk in a short bald guy with glasses and someone comes up to me and is kind to me, I see that they uh, begin to walk with integrity to those uh, around them. They show that. I think for us, that is something that we can learn from this as we see how a righteous person looks here through the eyes of and the, and the character of Boaz. We begin to see, do I have integrity? Do I speak kindness to anyone who comes my way? Does it reveal that I'm a person of integrity or does it reveal that I'm a person that is shallow? And then the last characteristic that I want us to look at, generous, cares for the poor, integrity is this. Boaz loves the Lord. He loves the Lord. He expresses his faith to his workers and to those he just met. He is... he. He uh, does not just keep his faith silent, but he lives it out. It is a priority in his life. For us to be people who are righteous, for us to be people of high integrity, we have to love the Lord. Boaz is noticed as a person, of being a person of character in the eyes of God. Character is important. Your character is important. In a world that is stripping away character left and right, saying this doesn't matter, or pretty much where people say, I'm a person of character because I'm not as bad as that person. <laughs> That's not character. That's not character. Boaz stands out, and he stands in the light of God. He does not compromise his faith. Are we walking in the way that Boaz walks? Do we live in a way that represents God? Or do we water down the version, live in a watered down version of Jesus' teachings? Ruth, again, is this book that is about people choosing to do the right things. I believe that we can live in this way and be people who have high character because we live for the Lord. In Romans 12:1, it is this great reminder that we are to be living sacrifices for Jesus. What this means, what this means is that we live with high character, that we are people who are generous and care for the poor, that we have integrity and we love the Lord. In this book, we find that Boaz is telling us that we are no longer just to live ordinary uh, worldly lives, but that we are to live lives that are filled with God. 
And we see this beautiful thing that when Ruth gets up off the sidelines, when even when she's knocked down, she puts herself in a place to encounter the righteous people. When we can encounter other righteous people, we begin to grow in our faith, which leads us to live holy lives. And when we live holy lives, I believe we live happy lives, as holiness will always lead us to happiness, and happiness will always lead us to holiness. On the journey toward redemption, one is called to be transformed into the image of God, meaning one is called to be transformed into having the characteristics of God. Boaz is an example of someone who is on their road to redemption and he lives in a way where he has the characteristics of God, where he lives holy lives and where he receives beautiful gifts and he gives blessings to others. And we begin to see that because he lives in this way, he takes part of this hope journey for Naomi. And Naomi again sees hope in this life. Your character matters in how you live. Do not push it away. Do not say, it's just a video I watched on my phone. It's just some words that I yelled out the window at someone as I passed by. It's just how I treat my spouse. It's just what I say to my kids. No, everything that you do, it matters. This is a challenge. And by the grace of God and our hearts being worked, God is calling us in this moment of, of, of pulling us in and pulling us closer towards redemption. He is redeeming us and making new the errors of our way. And he's calling us to live with high integrity so that we can be generous and care for the poor and love the Lord and be recognized as people of high integrity and character. So, my friends, let us learn from the characteristics of Boaz and walk with the Lord so that others will experience the great love of Christ as they journey toward redemption. Would you pray with me? Oh God, you are good. And we pray right now that you work in our hearts and you stir in us your ways. Lord, that we run away from the things that give us bad character and that we run towards you that fill us up with what you are calling us to behave and act as you desire. And so Lord, help us to live holy lives for you. In your name we pray. Amen. Blessings. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow and follow us on our podcast. Guys, you are great. Go with Christ and live with his love on your heart. See you guys. Bye-bye.